T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Thanks for tuning in to Let's Talk Portland, Intercom Radio Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. During this coronavirus pandemic, there is a lot of need in our community, but there's also a lot of people helping out. Let's talk about it. We are talking today with Kyle Camber, Executive Director of the Sunshine Division, and also Dan Floyd is with us. He's the COO of Hood to Coast. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Sunshine Division and Hood to Coast are two giant Portland institutions, and you guys have teamed up together to do something super special, which we'll get to in a minute. But first, uh, let's start with Kyle. Kyle, I want to know more about the Sunshine Division. Tell me about some of the history and the mission. Yeah, so we are a 97-year-old nonprofit here in Portland, so a bit of, bit of an institution, as, as you mentioned. Uh, what makes Sunshine Division a little different or unique is that actually in the 1920s, it was actually started by the Portland Police Bureau, and uh, just sort of a acts of kindness by local police officers around the holidays then morphed into something that they literally dubbed a division of the police bureau, which is a very small division, but something they did for many decades. And and then in the 1960s, the organization was incorporated as a 501c3 charity. And, you know, you fast forward another about 50 or so years to today, we have a staff of about 15 people between a, a few facilities in town where we serve uh, approximately uh, approximately 60,000 families a year with free emergency food and clothing. And again, uniquely still have that, that tie-in or that relationship with the police bureau. So our Sunshine Division emergency food boxes are in police precincts and uh, a number of the programs that started back in, you know, pre-Great Depression in the 1920s uh, with the help of police officers still gone. So at the holidays, we do a massive food distribution Thanksgiving time as well. Uh, and we also have a sort of a school clothes shopping program. A lot of people call it sort of the shop with a cop. It's our Izzy's Kids program. So a number of programmatic things we still do with the police bureau, but we are a, we're a local independent 501c3. And, and uh, you know, we work with other great organizations like Dan and, and Head to Coast as well. Kyle, how long have you been with Sunshine Division? I just had my ninth anniversary as being the executive director. So let's uh, let's all remember back in the good old days, back probably oh, 2019 maybe. And before before the pandemic hit, Kyle, how, what kind of changes did you see uh, just in your time with the Sunshine Division? Well, it's been uh, the timing is rather sort of interesting and unique to the topic of what we're seeing today, is because when I started, we were sort of coming out of or at the tail end of, you know, the recession. And unfortunately, and really sadly, what we've still seen this past decade, you know, post-recession is that the numbers of families that we serve um, on a daily, weekly, you know, annual basis has continued to expand. In fact, in the past decade, we've actually, pre-COVID the past decade, we've, we've doubled the number of families we help annually. And so, 
Um, I'd love to tell you that pre COVID, um, everything was, was, you know, great and getting better all the time, but really the data and what we've seen has suggested that Portland actually has become a harder place for working families to live and exist in just because of cost of living, um, you know, cost of healthcare and just really a city that was once quite affordable, not that long ago has become rather unaffordable for a lot of people. And so that, that's really where organizations like ours have come in. You know, we fill a lot of gaps for people that are struggling to, with their basic needs and their basic bills. And so, you know, food and clothing is, 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 one, or, you know, those are two of those things that everyone needs. And, you know, we fill that void for a lot of, a lot of people every year. The Sunshine Division serve mostly Multnomah <clears throat> County. Is that, is that how it works? Um, we are, so our two physical facilities are here in Portland. One is near the Moda Center and one is near David Douglas High School. And so I guess you could say it is primarily Multnomah County. However, we have a number of partnerships, uh, well over 70 nonprofit organizations, uh, social service groups, uh, churches, faith-based organizations, governmental entities, you know, police, fire, et cetera. And so a lot of those do extend out into neighboring suburbs. So Clackamas, Clark, Washington County as well. Uh, you know, some of our resources do extend out into those communities, be our partners. And that, you know, that's one thing Dan's going to talk about as well. Some of the, uh, you know, with our emergency food distribution network, some of the, the programs and some of the organizations that we're touching are these other organizations that four months ago probably weren't worried about food insecurity, but they help very targeted communities with a number of things and were able to help provide a food resource. So that's something that that we do, whether it's at the holidays or year round, oftentimes we're able to get food resources to others who then have a foothold in a particular community and then they can distribute, whether that's food boxes or, you know, turkeys at Thanksgiving or holiday meals, you know, and then it goes on and on throughout the year. Kyle, tell us how, how the need has increased uh, since the pandemic began. Is What are you seeing out there now? Um, it, the word I would use is, is startling. Um, we, you know, we've been looking at the numbers and just last week through all of our various programs, the largest and the newest being the program that Hood to Coast works with us on, um, between everything we do uh, out of this new home emergency delivery program and through our two food pantries, we served about 4,000 households last week compared to what a normal week in the summer of 2019 would have been, would have been about 400 households wow. coming directly to our pantries. Now, granted, the, um, you know, the emergency program, the emergency, emergency food delivery network program did not exist last year. So that's a new thing that we've added on as a response to this. But the basic math says we're helping about upwards of 10 times as many households on a weekly basis now as we did last year at this time. So it, it is very sobering. It's very startling. Um, and the risk, you know, the response and what we've been able to scale up to is, is um, I'm extremely proud of, but it's also very shocking that the need is that great. And has the need kind of increased week by week and month by month since the pandemic began? You know, at, at first it, we were, we were sort of building the player, the plane in the air, so to speak. And we didn't know what to expect. We started with a goal of being able to home deliver to a thousand households per week and we're doing slightly more than that now. And where it's really expanded is through a lot of these partnerships and a lot of the work that Dan and his Hood to Coast team are working with other organizations and getting um, food out to those groups so that they can then sort of become a, a, a second part of the, of the delivery to people's you know, households and their families. And so, um, 
probably about a month in, we really ramped that up. And I wouldn't say that it's, it's plateaued quite yet, but it's, it's, it, we're about, you know, at, at about what our capacity allows for right now, it seems like. And, you know, 10, 10X is pretty, you know, pretty amazing increase in the amount of service we're providing. No kidding. Wow. Let me introduce again, uh, Dan Floyd, COO of Hood to Coast. Now, Dan, um, you're, you're helping the Sunshine Division in their emergency food distribution network. How did Hood to Coast get involved in all this? <laughs> well, I think people know Hood to Coast well in, in this area as, a, as one big event that moves 20,000 people along a 200-mile course. And then um, we have participants from 50 states and 40-plus countries, so we, we have a reach. And, and because of that, we've, we've expanded. We do events throughout, throughout the world, but we're, we're connected to a lot of people and a lot of organizations and, uh, you know, socially and, and through our race, but it gives us the opportunity to partner and connect with organizations like the Sunshine Division. And so we already were working with the Sunshine Division on their, their largest fundraiser of the year, which is the Winter Wonderland, um, obviously during the, the uh, holiday season. Um, but, yeah, so we've, we've already enjoyed that relationship. It's been great. But, I mean, our team is just an amazing logistical team. So, um, being able to move that many people along that many miles and do it safely is uh, is something that, that that's what we do the best. Right, right. So not just producing events or races, but we, we move people safely and we move items safely. So this was a, it sounds crazy, but this was a really, like this is a strong pivot for us and something that we felt that we were very good at doing. Well, now that you explained it, it sounds like a, it's the most perfect combination. <laughs> I, I, I think so. I, I mean, I, I, to Kyle's point, I think Portland was in somewhat of a crisis prior to COVID. Um, but our, I think we've always had a mission as a company and as a body of, of participants that uh, we want to do something greater socially. And so this is, this is a really good pivot for us. And, and using our database also to make them aware of what um, the Sunshine Division is doing and the things that are happening in the world is something that we'd like to do. And, and I think it's very powerful. Kyle, what changes have you seen since Hood to Coast got involved with Sunshine Division? Well, a, a lot of changes, and in, 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 as I sort of mentioned with you off air, we're in this really this, this enormous challenge just from a from a safety and from a human resources standpoint at the start of this is, you know, how are we going to safely find a team of people that could help us execute this vision? Where were we going to do it? Um, and how were we going to find the food? And how were we going to find the funding? So there was a, a, a whole sequence of logistical challenges and and, and, you know, big credit to Dan. He's been a huge help with me and my team to help find answers to each, each and every one of these topics. And sometimes it's another partner, whether that was uh, a Safeway donating uh, a vacant grocery store that we're operating this program out of. So, again, it's, it's, it's safely essentially quarantined apart from our other activities. So their team is safe, um, whether it was Portland Police Bureau offering us about a dozen uh, what they, uh, what I would call new hires or people that have just been hired, but haven't completed all their training to be essentially home delivery drivers as part of this program. So a number of people have stepped up and to be part of the solution, but really, you know, Dan and his team at Hood to Coast have been the, the center of the wheel to make it all go. Um, because we, again, we build it out, build it out of thin air and we had a lot of assumptions, and, you know, anytime you have assumptions, you don't know exactly how the program's going to go, but, um, and just the uncertainty around COVID has made everything, you know, everything that would have been easier to do five, six, seven months ago, you know, you've had to have put a little more thought into and really think about the, the implications in terms of the safety and the health of, of everyone involved. So it's been a it's been a bit of a whirlwind, but again, I'm extremely proud of how 
how it's all come together and the work that Hood to Coast has been able to do with us. It's, you know, it's frankly, it's nothing short of amazing that, you know, we've got thousands and thousands of meals out every week for 17 weeks now and it's not slowing down. So it's, it's a pretty amazing partnership. Yeah. And having to do that, figuring it out on the fly and still keep up with operations all at the same time. It, it's, Makes my mind spin. Yeah. Well, that's the those are the parts that's really mm-hmm. interesting. So we have the we have the two physical locations where families can still come directly to us, and we had to change everything at those buildings as well um, because of COVID. We don't have volunteers anymore. We've had to suspend our volunteer activity, and we're you know we're not that big of a nonprofit. We rely heavily on volunteers, so that's been a challenge. And then really just wanted to make sure that both the you know the clients, the families that we serve, that they are safe. And absolutely making sure that our teams that are in the building are safe. And, you know, we have to put protocols and put just like every other business. And so it's been, you know, it's been a lot of work to make sure we're doing, we're not just helping people, we're doing it in a smart and safe fashion and making sure that we're not uh, making this problem any worse. We're here to feed people, but we want to do that in a respectful and dignified and safe fashion for everybody involved. And that's been a huge part of this with Dan's team as well as, again, none of us had a manual of how to do this five months ago, right. and we and we did it on the fly. And we kind of still don't have a manual, do we? Uh, not really, but there's, uh, you know, we're, we're going to err on the side of safety and caution. And, that, and that's part of the, the emergency food delivery network is um, – when, a, when an individual or a family signs up, you know, we're dropping that food. Dan and his team, they're dropping that food on the doorstep to a family that's signed up. Not that dissimilar from, a, you know, home delivery from Amazon or UPS or whomever. And so we're not coming into, con- our team is not coming into contact with that family. The food's being dropped in a, in a, in a safe fashion. And uh, again, trying not to make this problem that everyone's dealing with worse, trying to make it better for everyone. And I, I think, you know, they, they being Hood to Coast came up with a heck of a solution for us. Dan Floyd with Hood to Coast. What, what's going on with Hood to Coast this year and, and next year? And what, hmm. what's happening right now? Uh, we still produce events. That's, uh, that's the crazy thing. Uh, almost all these events have, have gone virtual. I'm sure you've, you've noticed and, you know, Kyle even has his fundraisers, and every every organization has to talk about going virtual right now. Yeah. Um, but we are working with a lot of nonprofits. Uh, we we consult a lot of nonprofits on on their events, and so really the the world has gone virtual. But um, I think it's it's all for the right reasons. We're we're all doing this because of the health and safety of our our client base or our uh, or the people who we serve within our organization. So um, we're all I think doing it to keep people safe safe and healthy and with the um, optimism that we will return to, to seeing people in person at some point. Um, but uh, we'll do it safely again, but it's, it's, it's important to get people together. I think it's important for mental and physical health. And I think it's good for us socially. So um, when the time comes, we'll, we'll bring it all back together. We hope in 2021. So the, the relay race is not happening this year. The relay race is not happening. We we launched a virtual event uh, within the last couple of days. So Hood to Coast is happening virtually. We have an app uh, where people can uh, use the app to uh, connect with others and still run the race. It's uh, it's free to all those who registered for this year's event, uh, but it's, it's not happening in person in 2020. So tell tell me a little bit more about this virtual. How how are you doing it virtually? <laughs> well. Um, uh, all the, we've, we heard from a lot of our participants and those who also did not get in through our lottery that still wanted to participate on Hiddy Coast Weekend, uh, and, and we encourage them to do so, again, safely with social distancing. Uh, but it's, it's so easy with your phone and utilizing our app. The, the app essentially allows you to connect your team from throughout the world, really, and for you to run 
uh, your leg or legs of Hooded Coast at your convenience in any location where you are. Uh, and then when you're done, it records your time and it alerts your next teammate. If, if Kyle's my teammate, I run. It'll let Kyle know no matter where he is, whether he's in Portland or on the coast and where it's, it's his time to run or walk, and uh, he does it. And then he alerts the next teammate. So, And it also gives the participants a two-week span to finish the race. So it connects a body of people over a you know, couple-week period in a time when it could be coasted normally be happening and happening and they can still get their exercise, but also connect with uh, friends and family and, and, uh, and new people through Hood to Coast. That is super great. That is, that's an amazing uh, way to, to, to do it, you know, and probably the best part about that is you don't have to run your leg in the middle of the night. And you, can probably, <laughs> uh, yeah, get, you don't. probably get the sleep you want. Too. <laughs> some, will choose, some will choose to do so. Um, and I, I think it's like, we're, again, we're not charging for those who've already registered and, and they'll, they'll run next year. So they still get their rate, their big race next year. Um, but I think it's important to keep an audience engaged, um, not just because we want them to come back next year and have a great time, but if we don't keep them engaged, we can't do things for the Sunshine Division and, and other um, nonprofits that we support through our event. So it's, it's really important to keep people socially a part of something and part of a movement, really. Dan, how has Hood to Coast partnered with the City of Portland and Portland Parks? Well, just, I mean... The, to do something like this, to, to, to fill this need during a pandemic, uh, it takes a public-private partnership. It, it takes so many different stakeholders, like Kyle mentioned. You know, we, we have our partnership with the Sunshine Division, but none of this could, can be done without the support of Safeway and Fred Meyer and Regents uh, and now the City of Portland, so the, the really the, the public side of it. Um, the City of Portland saw what we were doing, and they reached out to us, and uh, they, they asked that we, that we increase the, the deliveries and our capacity. And uh, with the partnership with the Sunshine, Sunshine Division, we were able to do so. Um, but um, you know, really what we learned is, especially with the city of Portland and, and during this, the pandemic, that COVID has hit communities of color disproportionately. And that has been evident in our numbers uh, as, we, as we fulfill these deliveries. The, the del- deliveries are going um, largely to served communities of color and underserved communities in the community in, in the city of Portland. So, so the partnership with the city of Portland is critical. Uh, they provided federal funding. Uh, there was COVID funding um, and also Portland parks as we deliver to meals to the port, to Portland parks. So um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's been a great partnership, but you know, unfortunately there is a need, but it's still really rewarding for us as a organization to partner with others and um, to help, help solve a complex problem with a lot of support from other people. Yeah. Let me introduce again, Kyle Camber, executive director of Sunshine Division. Kyle, what does it mean to the Sunshine Division to have such amazing partnerships with Hood Coast and Safeway and Fred Meyer and everybody? What does it mean for you guys? Yeah, I think Dan sort of touched on it. It is so critical that particularly in times like these, that groups band together to form solutions. And so, you know, we're a, we're a smallish, medium sized nonprofit and to have an amazing logistic partner like Hood to Coast, to have two amazing uh, funders and the Albertson Safeway Foundation and the Fred Meyer Zero Hunger Zero Waste Foundation that helped get this off the ground when it was just an idea that Dan and I were talking about over the phone, um, to have you know Safeway lend us 
uh, a vacant grocery store. They didn't have to do that. They chose to do that, to have the city of Portland, you know, work with Dan and his team to target a number of groups and other social service groups that serve under underserved communities and populations. And we've had a whole host of other donors and other, whether it's food companies like Reesers or others, you know, come and say, how can we a part, be a part of this and how can we help us? So it's really a combination of a lot of people working together uh, when we're, we're in the middle of a crisis, unlike you know, any of us have seen in our, in our, in our lifetime. And so I'm just really proud to be a part of, uh, again, a solution that's unique and a solution that I know is working. I mean, um, Dan and Dan and I did, we did, we, you know, we talked about that it's this big number, but just seeing that in 17 weeks out of that vacant grocery store, over 51,000 households have been touched with nearly 1.4 million meals. I mean, I'm extremely proud of that. We were, we've served more people through this program in 17 weeks than our organization did the, did in the entire year of 2019. And so I'm just blown away by how successful we've been uh, with the program. And it doesn't happen without a, you know, a truly cumulative team effort. So, you know, we're part of it, the coast part of it, but there's, there's a lot of people that made this go and, you know, chipped in their time or their, their energy or food or dollars to, you know, with their faith for us to, to execute this. So I'm, so I'm very proud to be a part of it. It's probably, the most rewarding thing I've, I've done in my nine years at Sunshine Division. That's awesome. That's that's great news. Yeah. If somebody is in need of some help, uh, how, how can they contact Sunshine Division and get the help they need? Yeah, it's, it's very, very easy. We're going to direct them to our website, which is sunshinedivision.org. And when you get there, um, we have you're going to be prompted. You can either click on the Get Help button that is right on the homepage or we have drop downs, just like a lot of websites where it says get help. And, and you know, once you once you click on that, it's going to have the address of our two two locations and our two hours. But specifically to the program we're talking about today is you can sign up online once once a week for that home delivery in Portland or Gresham. And so there's a button on that next page that says request food box. And again, that's where Dan and his team's expertise came in. Uh, they were able to get a uh, you know a registration website launched. Of course, in this case, registration is free. It is no cost to any of the families. Uh, you just go to there and you sign up. And generally, generally speaking, you know it's going to be a couple of days because the program is so pro- so popular. Um, but we fill about approximately somewhere in the neighborhood of about 1,100 home deliveries per week, and that's a Monday through Friday delivery. So if you sign up on a Monday, most likely by the end of the week, we've, we've got you in the queue for that box to come to your house. And that does also does not preclude someone from coming to our two facilities, which is sort of just a walk-up outside of the building. So it's a very safe, no-contact uh, experience to come and get food that way as well. And, again, all those services are free. They're 100% funded by our donors. Um, so there's no there's no sign up charge there's no quid pro quo or anything. Um, anyone who is in need and needs to access our services can do that, and it's a, a free once per week. And uh, as long as we're going to do it as long as needed during during this crisis. Yeah, I wanted to ask if it was going to be temporary or permanent. Hopefully, temporary, right? You know, on some ways, yes, absolutely. Hopefully, this is something that our community and our country gets a better hold on sooner rather than later. Having said that, we really see the need for this home delivery just because there's people regardless of COVID-19 people who have transportation issues, people who have childcare issues, uh, you know, unemployment, that's going to be a real issue for quite some time um, with or without a vaccine right now. We know that there's going to be a need to get food to people's homes. And it's something I really hope we can continue on some level for the foreseeable future. 
hopefully not at the same need uh, or the same rate, but it's something I'd like to continue for quite some time. And um, and so far, like I said, all of our all the people that are supporting this have been extremely enthusiastic about that. So I, I believe it's something we'll we'll be talking about, you know, a year from now. Just hopefully not because of you know the the health implications as much. Well, as we kind of wrap up here, I want to find out how our listeners can help out. Um, what what can a listener do to, to help support Sunshine Division? It's a, you know, it's a great question because normally there would be three things that we would ask people if they'd be interested or willing to participate with us. And, what, you know, one would be volunteering. And unfortunately, right now, again, during due to the pandemic, that's, that's uh, just really not appropriate to expose people to each other. And also food drives is a traditional thing that a lot of people do for us. But again, handling the food and volunteers that sort the food, we're not doing that. So really the best way to support the Sunshine Division or really any direct social service nonprofit is to make a financial gift right now. Um, so many charities, I just saw a report today from, by the Nonprofit Association of Oregon. So many charities are having to both ramp up the service that they provide to the community and simultaneously having challenges with regard to fundraising for all those reasons we talked about earlier, you know, events being canceled and just, you know, economic impacts. The best way you can help a nonprofit, ours or any else, is going to their website and making a donation. Because um, right now, every nonprofit is concerned about how are they going to be able to continue to meet this surging demand and simultaneously raise the dollars needed to execute the program. So that's really where our organization and others are. If you can support us financially, we really invite you to do that and know that we're an extreme, extremely efficient nonprofit. We are a charity navigator, four-star charity, and that's ranked on efficiency. So uh, your dollar is going to go to feeding people very straightforward, uh, very low overhead. And uh, if you've, if you've seen our, our, uh, our warehouse in North Portland, you would know that Dan's been there m- many times. It's a 91 year old facility that was not meant to be a food bank, but here we are. So we, we definitely make sure the dollar goes to feeding people. And that's really what it's all about. Well, hats off to both organizations for Hood to Coast for being such a logistics uh, pro. My goodness, you guys, <laughs> you guys have got it dialed in. <laughs> Thanks to Sunshine Division for just helping out our citizens. Good stuff, you guys. Thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, we were talking, Thank you. We've been talking today with Kyle Camber, Executive Director of Sunshine Division, and Dan Floyd, COO of Hood to Coast. Thanks again, guys. Let's Talk Portland is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. 